Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sean. Oh, yeah, hi. Eins, zwei, drei, wir, wumps, sept, oct. Diet? No, you stupid moron. One more time. What are we doing? Eins, zwei, drei, wir, wumps, sept, oct. Oh, 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 oh. Eins, zwei, drei, wir, wumps. I don't have to do the accent, Josh. Eins, zwei, drei, wir, wumps, sept, oct. Sein. Nine, you idiot. Oh, nine. Episode nine. Oh, Welcome thought... to episode nine of Whining, where Sean's Why? mind blows like an empty I just vacant assu- hollow. I just assumed you were, we were going up to ten. I didn't... Oh. Why would you think I'd go from eight to ten? Oh. Oh. Welcome to episode nine of Whining, a podcast that uh, facilitates Sean and I's arguments. Uh, it is actually the beer versus wine podcast. Well, why, why are you just shouting German numbers at me? It's because not it's a way to start a program. It's episode nine. I get the I premise, wanted to do but a we're fun not German. We could be. <laughs> we're not. We're only a few, <laughs> a few hundred miles away. It's not like on the other side of the planet, mate. It's, no, it's not. But we're not German. Neither did either of us study German at school. Uh, I suppose... <laughs> I get what you're... You just com- confused me with all the strange language being shouted well, in my face. Well, now you know how I feel about when you talk about wine. It's dull. Yes, but I don't, dull shout, and- I don't shout it at you repeatedly. Well, maybe if you did, you'd get somewhere. Oh, maybe I will today. Mm. Anyway, welcome to Whining. This is the Wine versus Beer podcast. I'm a beer fan. My name is Josh. Over there we have Sean, who's a wine fan. Uh, we each bring a beer. Well, I bring a beer to the table. Sean brings a wine. And we fight our drinks corner... And see who's um, been impressed by the end by what. So if we win them over with our drink, we've won essentially. So this is quite a good um, example of when you have um, complexity and intensity, which are two different things in wine. So complexity is when you have lots and lots of different flavours in a wine, and where intensity is like the volume on your on your wine. Right. Okay. So just like you've done there to my mic, if you imagine turning the intent the, the volume up, um, that's the intensity in wine. And this is a wine that has intensity in buckets. So complexity. Uh, let's imagine complexity and intensity. Are like ants. If I put ants into your nasal navel cavity, nasal cavity, navel cavity. Which one? What, what are you talking about? My nose or my belly button? Your nose. So nasal cavity. Nasal cavity. If we put ants inside your nasal cavity. Complexity would be the amount of ants we have. It. No, this is a bad analogy. It doesn't work <laughs> on any level. Hang on. Let's. Three it's th- a bad antology. What? Um, I tell you what. You introduce your wine. I'll think of an analogy. All right. Okay. Yeah. So today we're drinking Cloudy Bay. Sauvignon Blanc uh, from 2016, so from Marlborough in New Zealand, um, an icon, a uh, a hallmark of the style, Okay, if you like. So it's kind of like complexity in, in 
uh, what's the other word? Complexity and intensity. Intensity. It's kind of like people interfering with your body. So complexity would be some people stroking you, some people punching you, some people sort of cuddling you. Um, and intensity would be how hard they stroked you and punched you and cuddled you. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well done, Josh, you wine expert. Um, <laughs> I have brought... It's kind of a run-of-the-mill IPA, but it's a it's a goodie. I really like it. Uh, it's a Goose Island IPA. It's just called a Goose IPA. Again, um, it's a uh, it's a hallmark of a style. Mm. It is... Um, it's one of those American craft beer, if you like to use that word, IPAs. And it's kind of... Um, if you've ever drunk Brooklyn Lager, it's very similar to that, but I think this is far superior. This is that; Those are pictures of hops on the front, aren't they? Not artichokes. Yeah, hops. Yeah, because so, artichokes would not make much sense. No, no, that would be mad. Although it does look a lot like artichokes. Yeah, it is. We'll put Which up for me, photos. Do, do artichokes smell like marijuana? Or taste like marijuana smells? You ever thought about that? You ever tasted an artichoke? It yeah. It tastes exactly like the smell of goob. Yeah, I don't think that's true, is it? The next time you smell marijuana, go Which have an will be never, because I abide by the laws of the UK. Oh, okay. I, f- I forget you live in Hackney. I I've, just I've actually, walk out of my house. I think we should... I smelled it outside the pub this afternoon. Somebody was walking past the pub having a little, having yeah, a little course, puff. Yeah, I, I think that's... I don't mind that so much. I went to LA uh, not through my own financial earnings through uh, work. I'm not showing off. Um, <laughs> but uh, everywhere over there. It's like... Really? To, to smoke um, a, a blunt on the street would be more acceptable than smoking a cigarette, I think, in LA. Really? Because, yeah, I, I was smoking at the time, and uh, just... People, people smoking the herb gave you, uh, gave you funny not, looks. Not them giving me funny looks, but uh, it, it, when I was smoking a cigarette, I got... Ah, uh, oh, who is this guy smoking tobacco? Oh, don't you know it's so bad for you? Oh, oh my God! All the drones are following me because they're getting paranoid. Because that's <laughs> okay. Sounds like a 1950s drugs education video. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, that's what happened. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where were uh, we? One thing I did want to bring up actually is um, we've made some references in this podcast, and uh, they're. they're it's not, we, it's not that we've stolen, but we've picked up a certain vernacular from another podcast we both listened to. And I think we need to address it here and own up to it. Oh, yeah. um, we both listened to Ellis, James and John Robbins, which is a fantastic podcast. Very funny. Um, yeah. It's very hard to not pick up certain... I'm of... on a mission to become a retro one Well, we don't, need, we don't need to go into it too much. people who but... know what that means. So it means intensive listening of that podcast, which means it has... Well, whether you see it to be fortunate or unfortunate, certain phrases have slipped into my vernacular. Yeah, so we will say things that if you listen to that podcast, you will think, uh, are they thieving this? No, we're just fans and we're admitting it and opening it yeah. here. Um, but also, uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, probably fine. Ignore all this. Um, so, Sean, uh, <laughs> shall we crack on with the podcast? Yeah, we should. Um, what have you been up to today, mate? Um, I've done very little today. I sat. It's been a lovely, lovely day in terms of, terms of weather. It's been pristine blue skies not a cloud in sight lovely sunshine but not too hot it's been hovering around about 14 degrees yeah because there's one thing that podcasts need more of it's dated weather references 
Yeah, um, that for me is would just Would you like about... to do the weather after your wine news? I would love to. I'd love to do the date, um, maybe like last week's weather. Yeah, <laughs> Where it was last week. make as much sense. Uh, <laughs> um, that was lovely. It's perfect for me because uh, it means I can enjoy the sun. I can sit there. Uh, but not worry about the UV factor. Sean is afflicted with uh, skin that goes bright red immediately once coming into contact with sunlight. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horrendous ranger. He's like one of those, you remember the mood rings you would get that they just worked off heat, they didn't work on your mood. So if you went out in the sun, everyone would always say you're aroused. <laughs> Do you ever have these in school? We had them in junior school, um, I didn't, confusingly. I didn't, I didn't have these mood rings, no. Okay, well you are essentially a mood ring. Um, put you out in the sun and you go immediately bright red and I look do, very yeah. aroused. Yeah, no, so it's lovely there. I sat outside a pub, I had a beer... And uh, and a Reuben sandwich. It's very on on brand for the podcast, isn't it? It is. Yeah, uh, it's lovely seafarers ale. Um, it was yeah, delicious. Oh, was lovely only, stuff. Only about three and a half percent, but it was just what I needed in the afternoon. I sat there outside the pub. I overlooked Victoria Park. I had a lovely little time. Sean does have a job, by the way. I um, do. It just it means, means his day off. It just means that I don't work on uh, Tuesdays or Wednesdays normally. Yeah, and that's absolutely fine, and that's cool. That's no that's no biggie at all. Yeah, in fact, I've worked, I've worked, it was my first day off in over hey, a week, Hey, I'm not mate. having a go, I'm just making it, I'm I making worked, it clear I for the listeners. I worked Sunday you. this week. I'm not having a go. I worked seven days on the bounce. Minimum 14 hours a pop. I deserve a little chill out and I'm, a beer. I absolutely think you do. On a Wednesday do. afternoon. I, I think you do. Why, 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 why won't you let me have this? Anyway, um, how, how was how was your day? Largely good, all good, apart from uh, on the bus home. I had a very sort of Saint Peter like experience. Okay, you aware well, of Saint Peter? Uh, no, uh, unless I've got my Bible history wrong. Saint Peter renounced Jesus Christ thrice. And I had a very similar experience, except I wasn't renouncing Christ. I was um, saying, I'm not an Italian boy thrice on the bus home. But I imagine you would have said that in, an, in your very British accent. I am not an Italian boy. I am not an Italian boy. I am not an Italian boy! You don't even have a popped collar. You're not even wearing a collared shirt. I'm not, but th- there was there was. A... You don't have bolognese stains down you. I wish I did. I had fish cake for dinner. It was all right. Uh, but no. Um, so there was on the bus home today, probably, and I'm not over exaggerating when I say fifty young Italian boys. Now um, make of that what you will. Uh, but I thought, fine. You know, <laughs> it's the 21st century, Josh. People can be Italian if they want to be. 50 Italian boys can get on your bus, even though it's crowded, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, Great. But um, the problem is that I looked quite a lot like these Italian boys, Uh, despite my sort of skin condition of looking a bit old and saggy now. Most (laughs) people assumed that I was an Italian boy. Just because you have dark hair. Yeah, so once uh, this... The the Italian boys swarmed the bus. Absolutely bloody swarmed it. They had one teacher with them. I assume it was a teacher. So I, how, I'm sorry. How how old are these Italian? boys? I assume probably about fifteen or sixteen. All oh, right. So people thought you were sixteen. Yeah, easily. Yeah, happily, happily, happily. How far away were these people? So they came onto the double decker bus. They came onto it, and they were. It was so packed. They were. Everyone was standing up on the stairs. Uh, everyone was standing upstairs. Everyone was standing downstairs. <laughs> 
and I was in the middle of them all. And uh, so the first time I had to uh, deny being uh, an Italian boy was when their very own teacher yelled something at me in Italian to like get off the stairs or something. I was like, I'm not an Italian boy. And then she worked out because I was an an English guy shouting in English. Just why are you shouting at me? Yeah. And then the person who was next to me on uh, where I was standing, who wasn't an Italian boy either, he is just a guy, um, but had heard me shouting, I'm not an Italian boy, um, <laughs> was looking at me as if I was an Italian boy because they were being quite loud and rowdy. Yeah. So I quiet them down, mate, come on, you're in, you're in charge here. You're the quiet one. Get them to be quiet. Not my business. So anyway, when they left the bus, uh, the stop before mine, this guy tugged me like quite hard on the arm and said, get off, mate. Everyone else is getting off. I was like, I'm not an Italian boy. <laughs> then when I did get off at the, when I went, walked downstairs at the same stop, the bus conductor, the bus driver had kept the door open for me because he saw me walking down the stairs. So I was getting ready to get off at the next stop. And he thought I was an Italian boy too. And I had to once again, thrice Sean, tell him I'm not an Italian boy. Could you not have just settled with, uh, with I'm not Italian? Yeah, I suppose so. But uh, they, did, they why, were Italian boys. Why did you have they to were. specify gender? Because that's what they were, Sean. They were Italian boys. Okay, fine. Yeah, weird, yeah, weird, weird, weird journey for you. It was a weird journey, but you know, I, I struggled through. Uh, nothing I hate more than a uh, than a crowded bus. There, uh, it's all right. It's all right. It depends how long you're on for. You know, depends how long you're on for. Oh, I hate it. You, you don't get the bus anyway. You get an Uber here every time because Sean is one of the one percent. I'm not one of the one percent. He is one of the one percent. His dad owns stocks. He does own stocks, yes, oh. but um, <laughs> you should probably say they're not like big stocks. Otherwise, no, no, they're it. not. They're not like not like massive stocks. Sean's not actually his... part of the one percent. No, I'm not. Um, but I feel no, he I might. Get, I get the bus. I get the bus to work. Crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't take me that long. But just when when it's when it's packed and then people start piling in and they stand there at the bus stop looking at people in the bus like, oh come on, let me in. And there's like three. Three we don't, we're chairs, not, we're not, no, and no, Sean, woman, Sean, oh. listen to me, we're not going into the, other people have got buses before, we don't need to explain on a podcast what happens on a crowded bus, okay? Okay, fine. We're not going just, to I want to outline quickly that me. I wasn't aligning myself with Jesus Christ, oh no, St. Peter, I wasn't saying I'm a saint, I You're just, I want to, I want to undermine, uh, not undermine that, I want to underline it. Yeah, I, I undermined it by me. my very being. I was, well, I was on, I was on a bus here um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and something weird happened. I got on, um, and I'd bought a, I bought a newspaper and it was like the Greenwich times, whatever it is, what it's, whatever it's called, whatever hick paper you guys have around here. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, I put, there was quite an empty bus when I got on. So I put it on the seat next to me and to be honest, I forgot about it after about 30 seconds and an, an, an elder, an elder lady comes and sits down next to me, picks up the paper from the seat. Um, has a li- little fix through and then puts it in her bag. Right. Well, well, you've. I feel you've been a bit fast and loose with time. Like, how long was she reading it for without um, you saying something? It was about maybe a minute. A minute. Yeah. So you could have said something in that. I minute. could have said something. I could have said, "Oi, listen, you." Well, you didn't have to be that aggressive. That's that's my paper. All right, snap you, out. You, you get your thieving mitts off. Snap out of podcast Sean mode and say how you'd actually say it. 
I'd have well, well, I wouldn't have said anything. But real Sean would would, well, would true, not actually, have said anything. Yeah, yeah. I, if if I would have said something, I'd, I'm 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 really sorry, madam. It's actually um, my paper. I was uh, hoping to take it with me to a friend's house so we could uh, flick through the news and maybe uh, find something to talk about on our. Um, um, on our on our podcast, you might not know what a podcast is. It's a bit like okay, a pre-recorded well, okay. radio you're, show. You're in a rambly mood, <laughs> so let's let's crack on here. I would have chat. said something like that, but uh, no. So she's reading this paper for a minute. Yeah, she steals my paper. She steals well, it. You you can see what she's done here. in the broad light of day. No, she, she stole my paper. She didn't steal it. Theft. A paper, especially, is you have thieving old women in Greenwich. Well, that is I will true. not be coming back. That is true. Uh, well, you have to come back because we'll be doing the podcast next week. Stay tuned. Uh, but the fact is that a paper on a seat looks like it has been abandoned and is probably up for grabs. And especially if it's a paper you actually paid for as well, I'd probably do the same. Especially if the person next to you hasn't claimed it and said it when you're reading it. I I was just so appalled. Well, I, I don't was, think I was dumbstruck. I was so appalled. I, I was... don't think that's that bad. All right, maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion. Yeah, my um my uh, girlfriend, who's becoming a regular character. Uh, on this podcast, she crops up quite a fair bit. I, I suppose she'd become a regular character in your life. As she well. absolutely is, but uh, in this podcast, quite a regular character as well, which is a good thing, I think. I don't know if it. <laughs> do I need to be like a boy band who pretends he doesn't have a girlfriend just to uh, keep the female listeners on board? Yeah, okay, just Pro- probably not. Eh? <laughs> Pro- <laughs> probably that's fine. the only reason people are listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the very loose. <laughs> <laughs> prospects of them being able to hook up with um, podcast Lothario <laughs> Joshua Divney. <laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen a huge boost in uh, female followers on Twitter recently? Uh, yeah, but that's through my other job, I think, <laughs> which I'm, I'm not going to go into. Uh, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, but uh, so my girlfriend was on a bus. Very similar story, but she had bought me. Um, a cronut, but not a real cronut. One of the ones Greg's copied, so it's not legally allowed to be called a cronut. So she popped it down on the seat next to her. Yeah. Um, and she's engrossed in a book, mm. and she turns around, and the man, not actually sat on that seat, but behind her, had just picked up the cronut and no. started eating the cronut. Are you serious? At, well, this is a story I've heard. I wasn't there. So, and she turns around and says, what are you doing? He's like, and he says, it's just there. It's like, that was obviously mine. And then she's not going to get into uh, an argument with the type of person who eats a donut they found on the bloody bus. But that actually happened. Or she is trying to gain love credit for a cronut she did not purchase. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. Because she did. But t- why, why would she put the cronut on the seat? It's not a very well, sanitary... Why well, no, not like it's not open on the seat, like in a Greg's bag and like probably a carrier bag just on the seat. I had lots of stuff with me, quite a couple of bags. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I, I think this. Pro- I think. I think this. Uh, I think this story, much like the cronut, has got a large hole. Well, should we get her on the line? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Oh, it's ringing. Hey. Hello. Oh, what, what was that name? Sorry. Um. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, Rosie? I'm sorry, but can, this can, is Josh. Can, can you just repeat how you answered the phone, Rose? What, what was that, that? What was that cute little name you just threw out? <laughs> sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> um, we were just wondering. Uh, we were talking about 
the time you, you were pissed. yeah of course we're doing the podcast <laughs> you're 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 on is that okay no, I didn't give my permission. Well, <laughs> luckily we're recorded, so I can get that out of you later. Um, what was the story on the bus with the cronuts that that guy ate? Oh, fuck. Um, I don't Hang on, it was about him. He, oh, I put it down on the seat next to me and he picks it up and eats it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying to Sean. And he said there's a massive hole in it. He said, why did you put it on the seat? Well, it was in a bag, because I, I was on my way to a job, like, for work. So I've got my notebook, like, it's the phone and everything. I think so it's... I've got loads of stuff. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Was it... Any why, is, why out of all of my stories, the question, why is this <laughs> to die on, Sean? We were just... <laughs> like, you know what? I'm taking this bit down. We'll this on a I just wouldn't, I wouldn't put food stuff on a bus seat. It was in a bag. I d- oh, why? Why would somebody pick up food on a bus? Oh, just it's all so. You spent too much time in like nice fancy restaurants. Everything's done properly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I must be out of touch with the general public. <laughs> well, I completely agree. Can you just confirm that you definitely did buy the Krona and it wasn't because it wasn't, you wanted to get some love credits from me? It was a Krona. It was a Greg's nut. And the only way I could get love credit, as you embarrassingly called it, is if I bought you a sports car or set you up for like a threesome with That is a slander. With, with who? No, no. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Okay, thanks. Thanks, (laughs) bye. I really, really want you in my mouth. From then on there, roll, we'll head on further south Am I talking about the blood of a love rival? Oh no, oh it's wine, drinking it's fine It's time for wine I love wine time! I mean, that would be a great jingle for you actually Just I love wine time! Yeah, <laughs> sounds like <laughs> we're at carnival It's very exciting Wine. You wouldn't see anyone drinking wine at a carnival. Like, no, it's more just supermarkets bottle of rum, bottles of rum. Yeah, red stripe. Yeah, lot of red stripe. Depends what carnival you go to. I'm thinking Notting Hill. Notting Hill is red stripe central. Yeah, uh, and jerk chicken. Uh, but you could go other places, and maybe it would be sort of uh, Caprinias. That'd be a great uh, carnival. Drink. Oh, I love a Caprinia. Yeah. Okay. Delicious. Anyway, it is wine time though, not Caprinia it is, time. Yeah, um, we're, we're we're not drinking cachaça. We are drinking wine today. Um, so, unfortunately, um, we are in Marlborough today, Josh. Uh, in Marlborough, Marlborough twenty. What would it be? My dream Marlborough, probably Marlborough twenty golds. Um, absolute legendary cigarettes. I would stand out there in uh, on my porch. Whilst it rains in late autumn, with a coat on, looking out into the street. Oh. 
No, I was uh, talking about the place in New Zealand. Sure, but so people probably would think of cigarettes um, sooner than they would a place in New Zealand. Okay, fine. New Zealand geography is quite tough, actually. I, I know it well because I listen to podcasts from New Zealand. Well, I, know it reads, I know it well. Like, I'm a specialist in New Zealand geography. Uh, anyway, carry on. Yeah, so we're in New Zealand, which is... Um, well, we're in Marlborough, which is northeast of the South Island on New Zealand. And we are drinking... Cloudy Bay Sauvignon Blanc. Ooh. Yeah, so Sauvignon Blanc is the great variety. Um, obviously, Cloudy Bay is the estates. Now, Cloudy Bay, Bay Cloudy Boy, uh, was one of the first estates in the late 80s um, to start exporting wine to the UK from New Zealand. There was a big boom in terms of wine production um, in New Zealand in the late 80s, and Cloudy Bay was particularly what established um, New Zealand on the world wine map and, and specifically Sauvignon Blanc as a great variety from this particular region. So they did it, they're the pioneers. Yeah, I mean, it's quite it's um, quite a famous wine. It's quite an important wine as well. Um, the original winemaker, Kevin Judd, um, has now gone on to form other wineries um, and he's, um, he's quite a big deal. But um, this is kind of an epitome of a style. Um, so Marlborough itself is a fairly cool region, um, but still quite sunny. Um, and Sauvignon Blanc likes a cool climate, but that um, higher intensity of sunlight means that you're achieving a, a slightly higher phenolic ripeness, which is where that intensity of flavour comes from. It tastes like you're putting a hen night in your mouth, in the best possible way. I think it... That's horrific. <laughs> not, not literally. <laughs> But yeah. if you had to design, like if you were designing a perfume, yeah. if you could design a wine like that, which is probably harder, and you said, make it taste like a hen night, this is what you'd get. Oh, yeah. And that's a good thing. It's it's exciting. There's a lot going on. It's busy. It's in- intense. Yeah, it's intense. Which is, is, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the classic tasting note for Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc is, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. There's a particular phrase, and it's, Cat's piss on a gooseberry bush. Oh, do you know what? I know what they and I, I know what they mean. That's not because yeah. I'm drinking the wine. I get what they mean by cat's piss. It, it smells like cat's piss on a, a gooseberry slight bush. ammonia, but like a nice a, ammonia, a, a, a slight ammonia kind of caliber to it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I mean, this is this. Yeah, like, like I say, it's a hallmark of a style. It's it's what cemented New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. It's as not subtle. A um, as a familiar style, um, and it's just gone on to become one of these kind of styles of wine and kind of brand names within wine, which has become just relatable and something that the public has caught on to. Now, Sauvignon Blanc, as a great variety, is one of the most bought great varieties in the UK, um, and it's kind of, kind of all thanks to New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and these guys at Cloudy Bay. And this Bay. one in particular. Yeah, yeah. Um, 1985, the winery was established. The winery was established, and it's a classic. It's like drinking Led Zeppelin. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, it's it's a modern classic when it comes to wine. Yeah, lovely stuff. Really into that. Yeah. Uh, actually, we don't always go into opinions because obviously the challenge is that at the end of the podcast we'll decide whether we prefer our own drink or the other drink brought to the table. But this is really doing it for me really into this mm. i mean it's, it's it's a well-made wine it's not particularly my style but i thought it's quite an interesting um 
something to, to talk about. So I thought, you know how you've got wine news coming up later in the show? This is a tease. And where you get to talk about wine and things. Yes. I want to try my own thing. How about this? Art news. That's <laughs> I think it may be the reason Sean's laughing is more than quite visual. Not quite animated. Yeah, that's now. not going to translate to the podcast, is no. it? Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I, I just want to talk about this art news um, because I kind of wonder if you would be game for it. I'm game for any kind of art or culture or... Lay it on me, bro. Well, if you're, if you're game for this, it'd be fantastic. So um, a guy called Tim Steiner has a work of art inked on him, a tattoo, uh, all over his back, a massive piece uh, by uh, a Belgian artist called Wim uh, Delvoy. And that's fine. You can see, like, if you're going to get a big back tattoo, wouldn't you get it done from an artist? That'd be great. Mm. You can see that. Uh, but things have got interesting because the artwork has been sold to a collector, a German art collector called Rick Reinking, which means when Tim, the guy who has this tattoo tattooed on his back, dies, uh, Rick, the art collector, is allowed to skin him or have him skinned and have the work of art mounted. That is absolutely nuts isn't this would you be up for this do you want me to sign your back maybe so what what belongs to uh, what belongs to the collector is it this person's skin is it the we i don't really know the, it was sold to him he paid for it the collector um tim the guy with the tattoo says my skin belongs to rin reinking now so even now, Rin, but what, uh, Rick what, 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 what has it. he purchased? Has he purchased the 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 skin on Tim's? Has he literally bought the skin off Tim's back? I don't know how it's worked. Or the... has he bought the intellectual information which is in uh, which is recorded on his back? Yeah, I think that's what he's bought, isn't it? It's one of those what. What, what when you buy art, what do you buy? Do you buy the canvas, or would you buy what's recorded upon the on the canvas itself? In this case, the canvas is this, ma- this poor man's back. Well, I I think he couldn't skin him alive. Sure, that would be frowned upon at least. But uh, yeah, I know. But uh, it's, the, not, well, it's, not the, is... it's not the skin that this guy this this guy's bought. It's the it's the picture upon the skin. I really bought. I really don't know. It doesn't really go into too much sort of legal detail. How the Tim, the guy with the tattoo, is viewing it himself is very much that. Uh, he will carry the artwork round, and the artwork does include his skin. He says, uh, and this is a quote, my skin belongs to Rick Reinking now. My back is the canvas. I am the temporary frame. So the, the skin itself is the oh, art piece. it's all very liberal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good thing. Why has liberal become like a, it's not, I'm not, a word, I'm a word for bad things? I'm, 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 it's good. I'm, it's like, I'm, oh, it's very <laughs> kind, isn't it? It's very empathetic. I'm I'm not saying that liberal is a bad thing and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm a liberal person but it's just all a bit out there isn't it really it's all a bit testing of um con- conceptual meanings of art and I think that's it isn't it like the piece itself like it's not even that great it's quite nice it's kind of, it's it's good it's a good tattoo but it's very um it's not like how much what, has what... he bought it for 
I don't. It doesn't go into it. Uh, I suppose it's um, not there. It's, it's forty hours to do the tattoo, and it's not as you might think a work of art as a tattoo. It's very much tattoo tropes. I don't know if tropes is the right word, but sort of themes uh, done in in a slightly arty way. So yeah. there's lots there's a lot, of koi cart, skull, skull, lots of skull and motifs. Birds. That sort of thing. Just like the Virgin Mary. Do you want me to ink you? And roses. Then you can, if if we go 50-50 on the sales price, will you let me ink you? No way. I do not want tattoos. Beers in heaven. Okay then, Sean, if that is the sound we're hearing, my slightly out-of-tune singing of Beers in Heaven, it simply must be time for the beer sale. Now, this is where I get to impress Sean with my beer, which today is a Goose Island IPA. Oh, gosh, and yours is nearly finished. Mine's nearly f- It's a nice beer, that. Yeah. Um, it's 5.9%. It's racy. <sighs> So the problem is Mm. with these things, I don't know how to describe alcohol. I don't really get flavours or anything. So I have to tell a story that puts Sean in an emotional place where a beer is the only thing he wants. Then when he has that beer, he is so overcome with the flavour and the sensation that he has to vote for it. That's very much the theme. Sean, you have your lines, I believe. I do. And as always, I make... Very little sense. They will do. I give Sean his lines uh, out of context with the rest of the script or story, if you could use such a word. Uh, it seems slightly grandiose for such a thing. Uh, let's get going. <coughs> the wind seeped through every gap in the chapel's exterior and seemed to fill the room with a thick, viscous cold, filling further and further until it felt like the walls could take no more and would soon breach, sinking the congregation like the crew of a ship that no one would miss. Josh lay there in the casket, as silent, terrible and lifeless as those three times he tried stand-up comedy. (laughs) All of his past and previous... (laughs) All of his past and previous girlfriends squeezed into the pulpit and read in unison. The author John Williams wrote of love... In extreme youth, love is an absolute state of being to which, if one is lucky, one might find access. But in maturity, it is a heaven of false religion, toward which one ought to gaze with an amused disbelief, a gently familiar contempt. And middle age, one begins to know that it is neither a state of grace nor an illusion. It is an act of becoming. Whoa, whoa, baby. Ooh, ah, I want to know if you'll be my girl. Sean had been listening to his Sony Discman throughout the service <laughs> and couldn't help but sing to this one particular chorus. Fucking hell. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shitting prick. Wank. Fucking pisser stick. He burbled as blood poured from his nose after being socked by Josh's father, a man of broad shoulder and chest of which assets made Sean's nose cartilage sear with ferocious heat as he lay on the cold stone floor. The death of Viscount Divney was a tragedy to most, but Sean had to admit... How did you achieve these titles? Mostly through buying them online. The death of Viscount Divney was a tragedy to most, but Sean had to admit... When you say Viscount, I just think think Biscuit. Biscuit, I know. It's a bit minty, isn't it? (laughs) 
But to most, Sean had to admit a seedling of relief. You'd have to be minted to buy one of those titles, wouldn't you? Right? Okay. Oh, wait. Let's, tr- let's go from where we were. The death of Viscount Divney was a tragedy to most, but Sean had to admit a seedling of relief. I have to admit a, a se- uh, I have to admit a seedling of relief. I already said that, Sean. Fucking hell, Jesus! Ah, oh, shitting prick, wank, fucking pisser stick. He burbled as blood poured from his gums after being socked by Josh's older brother, a man of broad shoulder and chest who was acting outside of the story's narrative to punish Sean for stepping on the feet of the narrator. Missing his two front teeth, he continued on, now with a characteristic whistle. What weth thou th is wed my girlfriend whom he stole from me will return to my um subtitles. At least Josh well, hang on, I can't read it because I wrote it with a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least now Josh is dead. My girlfriend whom he stole from me will return to my arms. He contemplated whilst operating the chapel's lathe, wearing his baggy sleeve jumper. <laughs> he said as the lathe spun off one of his arms. <laughs> oh well, at least I still got my second best lathing arm. He took his arm out of the machine and replaced it with a smooth length of wood. Now, out of this humble piece of wood... I'll fashion an ununiform copy of a tree branch. What, what? Did I not even go to a hospital? Um, woo! As his second best, best lathing arm was spun clean off, he saw Jenny, his ex-girlfriend, come to the door of the chapel's wood workshop, looking as if she needed an embrace of love. Here you go, love. He screamed as he hopped onto her, attempting to hug her with his legs. As she wrestled him to the ground and left him with the nearest armed man, Sean could not break his fall and his nose clattered into the cold stone floor. A bottle, however, rolled over from the chapel's fully stocked bar and Sean took a sip. At least there was a bar at this funeral. Makes it worth going to. Certainly. Um, One question. How does that feel? How am I drinking this with no arms? It rolled over to you. Yeah, and landed in your how, mouth. How am I? Is it open? Yes. Then surely by rolling over to me, it's emptied itself. No, it's got about thirty percent left. Okay, so I've of just kind of. So I've. Sean's just putting a bottle in his mouth and trying to lean up to drink from it. You can't. You can't do it. You can't. You you can't. You can't like swallow. You, you you can't because when you that and that's the beer so drinking wine and feeling fine because i drink that wine all the time with sean it's time for wine news josh and i have a treat for you today sean you have some news music oh i have a bed you've only got four minutes though so oh keep i it better keep it snappy right okay so right first story on wine news EU holds back from enforcing calorie labels on wine. This is bad news for you, Josh. Why? We're what? So the EU is not going ahead with a calorie sort of warning like is on most foods. No, they are going to, but they're they're um, giving some more time. Um, so apparently, there's no reason why wine producers should not have to provide more comprehensive information on ingredients and nutrition. Says a new report 
published by the European Commission. Does it make us all sad, Sean? And we'll see how many calories it will. It will make us all sad. Um, and obviously, a lot of winemakers would not want you to know um, quite exactly what ingredients go into their wine. Um, but let's not divulge into that information now. Second wine Why, that's story. That's the interesting bit. That's the only interesting <laughs> bit there. Um, second wine story of the night, day, morning, whenever you're listening, um, yeah. is. Um, is about our favourite um, presidential family, the Trumps, making an appearance in our podcast. No, no, sorry, just going to um, cut you off there. They're not our favourite. They're our, they're, we like talking about them like anyone does. We, <laughs> People know what I mean. No, they might not. They might, because earlier we said you're part of the 1%. So <laughs> the two, two takeaways people might have from this podcast is that you're from the 1% and Trump is your favourite family. Whatever you and wanna... it's a podcast about fancy wine. It's and I and, promise you, we're we're not and, the bad guys. And blue collar beer. That's true. Mm. But don't you think calling it blue collar <laughs> undoes the work <laughs> of what you just? Slovenia honors Melania Trump with first lady wine. So, um, Slovenia has honored. Melania Trump, who is from Slovenia, from Slovenia. Um, with a uh, with a wine called First Lady. Um, it is a Blau Frankish, which we've had Blau Frankish on the program. It's the great variety. Um, it's from 2015 vintage. It's priced at 27 euros and 50 cents, um, which is apparently a reasonable price, um, although it's twice as much as other Slovenian wines from the same region and year. Um, the First Lady Collection, they put it in like a little hamper, um, also includes salami made from a rare breed of local pig, chocolates, and even beauty creams. Would you like that hamper, Josh? Wine, salami, anti-aging cream. with Melania Trump. Uh, it's not Melania, it's just branded First Lady. No. No? You don't want that? Fine. Okay. Um, third, third story. This, this, this might get you going a little bit more. I doubt it. Um, Guinness lists sky high storehouse on Airbnb. This isn't a wine. Well, this booze story. It's beer story. It's a wine and beer podcast. Give. Okay, fine. Give me leeway here. Right. So Guinness has listed its legendary Guinness storehouse in Dublin on Airbnb for one night only. Ahead of St. Patrick's Day, offering a unique spot to raise a toast to the Emerald Isle. What? So is it kitted? Does it have um, Look at furniture? Oh my god, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks kind of it like... It looks um, pretty fantastic. So the Guinness Storehouse has partnered with Airbnb to, to unveil Ireland's first night at competition by listing a seven-story visitor attraction as a unique residence on its website. You know what, though? And it's it's... Pre- oh, there's a toucan and everything. That's fantastic. Wait, no, it's not that fantastic. We're looking at a picture now, and from the Guinness storehouse, I want like, real wooden floorboards with, like, sort of a dank wooden wall. And I want it to be all sort of, like, really Irish pubby. This looks like... You want to live inside a Guinness barrel. This looks like um, a coke-fiend city boy's uh, apartment, but dropped on top of Dublin. Which would be fine, but it's, it's not what I want from the Guinness storehouse. I know, the round bed is a bit... The round bed me a little much. bit. And they haven't even got a round mattress. They've just put, like, a square mattress on. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for wine news, Sean. Will You're you welcome. Be- thank you very much for the, j- for the for the bed. It's fantastic. It was literally nothing. Uh, it's ended, so we must oh, leave. Goodbye. Okay, wine well. news over. Ow, ow.
So what did you think about today, Josh? I enjoyed today. Probably the rambliest we've done. But what are podcasts for if they're not for rambling? Well, considering we're pretty rambly at the best of times, yeah, but it must have been. We must have gone on some horrific tangents. If you want things that are concise, intelligent, well researched, erudites, you would go for radio. Go listen to Radio Four or something like that. If you want nonsensical ramblings, very niche subjects, slightly below par broadcast techniques <laughs> you come it. to podcast that's what we're doing come straight to us basically straight to these guys yeah exactly uh, but no i enjoyed it it was actually really fun and do you know what two drinks that i've actually really enjoyed um yeah me too yeah uh so i suppose let's go over to you first what, what are your thoughts on today's drinks we, uh, by the way we had a goose island ipa and a cloudy bay sauvignon blanc um yeah so i actually enjoyed both of them um they both wouldn't be go-tos for me to drink and if i were given the given the choice um the the cloudy bay was 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 good the goose island was refreshing and delicious um but i think you have to pick a favorite that's the game i think given the choice it's it's the beer for me today well, this is, a, a, I think, a whining first on this podcast. The challenge is, of course, to get the other one to prefer your own drink. But we like to be, there's no judge. We like to be honest and real. That's why Sean's just picked the beer over the wine he picked. And for the first time, I'm going to actually pick the wine. I prefer the wine over the beer. Oh, is this a, is this a draw? So this is the first draw that hasn't been self-involved. Do we have a... I think we've had a draw before where we've, picked our own drinks but because this... we're yeah because we're just oh, because we bought each other we just preferred our own drinks yes exactly well done <laughs> it's obviously going to happen quite so often the, the longest uh, three word sentence I've ever heard you managed to turn into 20 <laughs> oh he's got sad eyes I'm sorry Sean you're good at this you know you're really good it's been a long week for me no you, you know what you're, you're doing well because I'm I'm meant to be a professional broadcaster semi-professional well, I, I broadcasted before. You're just a wine guy. You're and you're you're basically as good as me, if not slightly less ums and ahs. So you know you're, you're bloody great, mate. Oh, and I love Josh. I love how you come around here and drinking drinking with me. Oh, that's possibly the nicest thing you've ever said to me in what our eleven year friendship. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, know. Thank you for doing it, mate. Um, I, I never I never mean to put you down. Well, I, I do actually quite a lot, but I think sometimes you need this peppering of. Congratulations, but yeah. So I'm gonna go. I thought I thought the wine was. I don't know if the Goose Island IPA is very tasty, and I would happily drink it. But it's, we, it's just like a delicious, refresh. It's what you want from a bottle of beer. It is what not what you want from a pint of beer. No, I agree. But it's what you want from a bottle of beer. Yeah, I think there's. Like, a certain... We're drinking this straight from the bottle. It's not decanted to glass. No, I think there's an aesthetic and... about uh, a bottle of beer. It is bang on in terms of flavour profile that you want from a mouthful of beer drunk, yes. drunk from bottle. I agree. It's I, just there. I often measure that with, and this is a stupid way to measure the whether a bottle of beer is succeeding, but when Andy Dufresne from the Shawshank Redemption is on the roof and he secures uh, a, two bottles of suds, as he so calls it, for his uh, workmates, I often think about what those beers would have tasted like. And I think any beer from a bottle has to kind of compete with that. Yeah, I think this is possibly what that beer would have tasted like. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good. Well, no, it wouldn't because 
No, they weren't using that. Okay, fine. We don't need the. Oh, you're so sleepy. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us. <laughs> it's meant an awful lot. This has been a snoozy one. It's been a rambly one. It's a draw. Thank you very much. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you again at the same time next week. Don't touch that dial. Goodbye. There is no dial.